Hello everybody, Megazodex here. Back at it again to give y'all another very exciting video. And for today, I had none other than my Zarkas episode 29 to go through and talk about quite a bit of different topics um, for tonight, though. I felt like a, a decent bit. At first, I was kind of worried about how many different topics we might have um, to be able to go through and talk and discuss through tonight. But uh, it just seems like they've been kind of adding up a little by little. And I guess I have a fairly good chunk of stuff to kind of go through and talk about, though. So, yeah, so... Quite a bit of different, you know, quite a bit of different stuff to go through and talk about, but it should be a very good one. And got some, got some surprising stuff in terms of some gaming news. And then also, uh, something I've been honestly really been looking forward to with some pop culture stuff, though. But speaking of pop culture, before I get into the, the actual real show, I just want to run through a little bit of business here, at least with my channel, though, because, um, I've been thinking relatively hard about. Like, you know, I've been enjoying doing the weekly videos for what I do for, like, the Friday gaming topics. That, it's been going pretty good. I've been scheduling those out, been recording them. I've been enjoying those. Obviously, I really do love the Zarcast podcast. Just every couple of weeks now, I usually just go down and sit through and, you know, just talk whatever's been happening in the past couple of weeks. I love that, too. The one thing I want to talk about is my gaming streams. Now, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy streaming my games and whatnot, though. But I will say... um, at least recently, I did the Monster Hunter Rise stream, and I thought, you know, it, it was fun for what it was, but it didn't feel as good as when I was streaming Famicom Detective Club, um, The Missing Air, and Metroid Fusion, and what was the other one? Metroid Zero Mission. I think those three are the main ones that I think I was streaming um, so far that I did a uh, full-blown stream series and actually started the game and finished the game. Those felt great. I usually try to stick with games that are about 10 hours or lower, though. But at least with Monster Hunter Rise, I just felt like I was just so overwhelmed with that game. I'm like, the consistency of only playing that week to week uh, has kind of put me off from live streaming um, any kind of games in general. Now, um, also, the Friday game streams, when we have a launch game stream, like a big game that might come out, like, like for example, Pokemon Legends Arts is a game I'm getting at launch weekend, those will still be a thing. But in terms of those weekly Monday streams, I'm going to tweak it just a little bit. And I'm thinking from this point moving forward, though, I will still have those Monday streams, but they're going to be premieres, meaning that they're already going to be pre-recorded. So I will premiere those on Mondays, but anything that I feel like streaming on Twitch will be live on Twitch if you want to see it live happening. And whichever one I so happen to choose along the way, I will actually put that as a premiere for Monday nights um, on the YouTube channel side. So that way, some things are being saved from Twitch and being moved over to Twitter, though. But yeah, so that's it. I feel like that's the way I'm going to kind of approach um, live streams for what would be normally weekly streams on the YouTube side. Twitch doesn't change anything, but it's like whichever ones I feel like streaming on Twitch throughout the week, I'll just go through, clean it up and stuff, and then drop it on my YouTube channel on the Mondays, though. But that's how I'm going to basically do it. And I think that's just about it in, ter in terms of my uh, housekeeping stuff, though. But that did allow my guests... The, the be able to show um be able to actually show up in the chat though uh looks like i got sonic you over here how's it going man hello and for the first time now sonic you you know he's a zarcast crew member you, you know you've seen him in a lot of episodes though but i do have a special guest showcasing off for the first time on this episode uh my good friend bronto how's it going man 
uh, it's going pretty good. I think you're hyping me up too much. Hyping <laughs> you up too much, bro. Kirby came out this week. I had to go and pull you. I had to go and pull you out of like a whole nother universe. I, I guess what the the Kirby games like multiversal thing now. I guess whatever though. I don't know. I had to pull you out of the void to, to be able to talk about this game whenever we get to that one part of the segment though. But I do gotta hype you up, man. I gotta hype you up. You're technically my first guest on the show. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. I, can, I can get dragon fire in this game. Whoa. Kirby's a Stop, dragon that's now. Oh, he was never going to get it. It's okay. What are you talking about? No! No, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it, though. But yeah, so that that's the crew for tonight. It's probably going to be just us few, though. But got some good stuff playing out, though. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump straight up into that pop culture segment. Alright, so first up on the docket is this this kind of caught me by surprise. How, how long has it been since we had last had a Shrek movie? I don't know. But then Somebody DreamWorks put a trailer out. And they put out a trailer for Puts and Boots, The Last Wish. And I was like, I, I certainly wasn't expecting. I was just scrolling through my Twitter account and then I just saw that trailer. I was like, wait, what the heck? They're making another Puss and Boots? But I was honestly, so disappointed that it wasn't Shrek 5. Shoot, we never get we're never getting a straight five, man. Are you kidding me? Can't see that. It's, it's definitely happening. Didn't they I thought I remember them doing like a little uh what was it? A um I thought I remember doing like an interview or something like that. Like I thought I heard works of maybe a straight five happening, and it was supposed to be like some far off. It was like years ago, but if I remember right, I thought they would have said 2023 or 2024. I don't know. But I, at this point, I don't, I don't expect to get another Shrek movie at this point, though. But this Puss in Boots mo- um, trailer, though, it did catch me by surprise. It actually looks kind of clean. And honestly, it's not nothing I don't think I'm going to watch in the theaters, though. But for sure, when it gets out on digital or DVD, for sure, I'll watch it then, though. But it looks fairly nice in that, that animation style. It, it just looks looks really good. I don't know. Puss in Boots is like one of my favorite Shrek characters, too. So I, I can never go wrong with that boy. I always like Donkey. Uh, hold on, why haven't they made a donkey related? Oh my god, that's mixed potential. What would they even do? <laughs> they He's not really him, that strong of a character him, himself. They show him and his, and his family life with, with the dragon. And his the little donkey dragon creature. Didn't they, didn't they do like something like that but with Shrek? I feel like they Maybe. may have. I just can't. Oh, I think it was like one of them special shorts or something like that. Like you know, like they had like the the Christmas short, and then I thought there was like a many few episodes or something like that though. But it, it'd be cool seeing the Donkey series. Now that I'm thinking, of, I don't know why they hadn't done that. Interesting. But yeah, so I think that was pretty much it on that. I just want to throw out my like initial thoughts on it. It, it will be something I will watch whenever it comes. I think it comes out later this year. I think around fall, if I remember. Summer or early fall. I have to actually look the date back up, though. But it is supposed to be dropping out this year, though. So one of the few movies I'll actually be sort of kind of looking forward to this year, though. But that's one of the pop culture topics, though. But the other one, I've been kind of waiting to see this for quite some time because we did get the first trailer for what will be the next Disney Plus series that will come after... Well, technically, we got one coming out on Wednesday, but this ain't it. We got to see the first trailer for Miss Marvel. Now, if you know anything about the comics and stuff like that, you know Marvel sounds a... You know, it's a a familiar name. It's 
you know, associated with Carol Denver's, aka, you know, are the Captain Worst Marvel. character. <gasps> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I finally said it. You know, well, I, I, hot honestly, takes over honestly, here. no, that's not necessarily a hot take because. No, like a vast it, majority it, of mean, people do not like. No, I, I know. Like, I, I, I kind of want to rebut what he says. But there's a part of me that, in terms of ranking all the superheroes, she technically is my lowest on my totem pole. So I can't actually fully totem deny what's on. No, it's like it's it's very hard to like a Mary Sue character that's just with that kind of attitude, and like not a lot of people care much about her. Like they actually do not like her in the comics. Yeah. I mean, she, she's like a very OP character and stuff, and it's just like when you're that OP, it's kind of hard to do the you know the character, the growth and development and all that comes. It's it's kind of tough to deal with though. But at least with Miss Marvel, it's a little bit different. You're kind of going back to like um, it, it's interesting the way how they play this trailer off because um, because uh you know Miss Marvel, we know her to be technically oh she's God. the first Inhuman. She's the first Inhuman that's going to be represented in the MCU because usually when you look at most heroes on Earth, they're usually either a human, they're a mutant like the X-Men, or they're Inhuman. And it's weird because Inhumans technically are almost like mutants, but they're not because they don't have the X gene. And they come from, well, I ain't going to fully say that. They might they might explain about that here in this series, though. So I won't give the, the full context of the Inhumans. Just just know that she is an Inhuman, though. But her powers is, you know, she's almost like Elastigirl from, like, you know, like, from Incredible, Incredibles and stuff like that, though. But basically, she can, like, stretch parts of her bodies out. Uh, the biggest thing is usually she enlarges her fist. And usually just punches the you know the living daylights out of people though, but it was interesting in this trailer how we didn't get to see. Well, we kind of saw her hand get a little bit bigger though, but she kind of has like a flashy aura about her, did. about her hand. What are you no, saying? No, it, it, no, it's it's literally just Green Lantern, but before Marvel. Don't get me started on Green Lantern, man. I think I remember watching that movie. That movie sucked. Wait, um. <laughs> It's gonna be interesting uh, I, because I, she, she's like a, I guess she's like a student, and it's gonna be like more like that student life, and almost kind of like a, like kind of like Spider Man in some regards, like the whole school life thing. Though it'll technically, be the second hero that's kind of going through that though. But it's gonna be interesting to see how she kind of balances that, and how she kind of. I'm curious to see how they're gonna explain about how she kind of discovers her origin powers. But what, what were you about to say, Sonic? You. No, I just don't get how hard it was to, like, make her hands, like, enlarge as, like, they do in the comics and, like, the games. But, like, no, they just gave her Green Lantern powers, which is, like, the, like a, which to me just seems like a cop-out. Yeah, because I guess they're just trying to give it, like, a visual flair. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure they could just enlarge the fist and it would just be simple, you know, pretty simple. I mean, you saw the stuff they did with the Hulk and stuff. Like, like you know, their CGI, tra I mean, their CGI crew it's insane. Like, they can pull off a lot of good feats. If you watch any of the Doctor Strange movies and stuff, like, they, they can do some crazy, trippy stuff. So it shouldn't be that hard to enlarge your fist and just kind of keep it, you know, just kind of looking normal or whatnot, though. But I don't know. It, it, that visual aura, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to play that out, though. But this series is set to kickstart on June the 8th. So we don't have to wait too um, incredibly long. So basically, this is like the summer series, though. However... 
where are we at? Sunday night right now. In literally like three days, Moon Knight will get started off. And I'm actually genuinely really excited about that one. Because uh, that, that dude's fairly interesting. And I'll have some more thoughts to say on that um, in the next episode. Once we get like a couple episodes down underneath our belt, though. But yeah, so between Moon Knight starting up this week. And then we'll have this starting up in June. You know, now we're, now we're kind of getting some Marvel content. Especially after they delay, what was it? Um, Doctor Strange, which should originally came out in March, and it got pushed all the way back to May. So this is our first little Marvel, new Marvel content stuff for the year after Spider-Man um, No Way Home, though. But I think that's basically all my thoughts on this, unless you had anything else to say, Sonic U, or, or if you got something to say, Bronto. I got something to say. Oh, shoot. Steven mm, just no. crashed the party. No, let's just, just skip him. Okay, then. I was just gonna I'm, say, I'm joking, I'm joking. I was just going to say, it's funny how, like, they kept they kept uh, She-Hulk pretty intact, even though she's, like... Like, I was thinking that maybe they maybe just, they just don't want to have mutant stuff, I guess. I don't get why they're so afraid. Like, they own, like, Fox. No, they, so own, now they, they own them. It's just the matter of fact that when they incorporate them with their schedule, because it seems like they laid out most of Phase 4 already, so yeah, but no like they, they already just, like, they already have there, mutants but, in the MCU. Yeah, they had it through Wanda. They showed it through Quicksilver, and I think that our guess people are talking about in Doctor Strange, um, in the Multiverse of Madness. I think one other person makes a cameo, kind of similar to how Daredevil kind of showed a cameo too. So, I, yeah, they're, they're slowly trying to incorporate it. It's just when they're gonna actually gonna pull that trigger. I don't think they're gonna actually do it until like Phase Five, which is. I think what is it at the rate we're going? I think that'll be twenty twenty five or something like that. But yeah, so I Say guess that's, I said twenty twenty five. I think is when they might start off the phase five stuff because I think phase four goes to uh, the end of twenty twenty three. But yeah, so I think that's basically it in terms of the the Marvel stuff I had to talk about within our pop culture segment stuff. So that's going to do it for that, though. So let's go ahead and jump straight over to the gaming news. All right. All right. So next up, you know, this, this is kind of bittersweet. It's kind of sweet, bittersweet, kind of sad, though. But, you know, as all most mobile games, they must kind of basically all come to an end, though. But we got confirmation that, yes, Regalia Loss is officially going to be wrapping things up within the next few months. Because I think right now, in terms of the story of where they're at right now, uh, they're, they're only like a couple of chapters away. But from what I heard from their Twitter account, they're going to be releasing like half chapters like this month next month leading up to like somewhere between june and july where they're going to officially conclude the story though so it, it is kind of bittersweet i feel like this is one of the few mobile games that almost felt like it, it was very close on the line of feeling like an actual game rather than a mobile game minus the fact that you have to always uh what was it you, you did the the gotcha system but if you took that out of the equation though the story of what they presented in this thing was actually very intriguing like i was hooked on it for like a solid two to three months Almost as long, I, but not nearly really, as long as Fire Emblem Heroes, though. But oh, what were you about to say, Steven? I was just going to say, I literally never cared about Regalia Lost. It always just felt like the most generic thing possible. Like, 
at the moment I even even just the moment I seen those character designs for the first time, I was like, oh my god. So what, so what you're saying is you don't like dragons because that's what hooked me. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call it that. See, see, man, that's just sad. That's just sad, man. Ignore, ignore what that man has to say, though. My, my yeah, opinion is yeah, the only one that matters. Am I though. even here? <laughs> yeah, I know that, that you, you literally crashed the party. But um, at least what you really <laughs> lost with me, I didn't put any um, I didn't put any money up into the game. You know, because I think like what you could buy certain stuff that help you know accelerate your character's growth and stuff like that. Get you know different summons and whatnot though. But I will say this: this was probably the most generous, and I do mean the most generous out of all gacha games I think I ever seen or played, where they literally almost gave you tenfold summon stuff. Like they allowed you to pull pretty often. Like I never felt like I was in like a stalemate of where I really wanted to get a character and whatnot though. Um, it, this game was really generous, especially on its anniversary event. So I do appreciate it for um, that regard. I mean, shoot, this thing even has like a like a miniature manga up in there. The only thing I hate is the fact that there was no anime for this thing. No, I was like, golly, I was like, oh, that's something I really wanted though. I don't think I don't I don't really see them making an anime for a, a mobile game. I mean, that's I mean, the thing I though. Think they can make like a sequel, like a, a game sequel. That'd be cool. All right, so yeah, so two things to both of what y'all said, um, Sonic and Bronto. Sonic, you first. Um, you said not make an anime. Technically, this is side game. Side games also make Grand Blue, and there is Grand Blue. Um, there is um Grand Blue the animation. So I was like, I, yeah, I was but there's thinking, more to Grand Blue than just that. I know there's more to it though, but at the same, at the end of the day, it was a mobile game originally. So I don't know, just a little bit kind of out. Uh, I was crossing my fingers on. And then uh, what Bronson said yeah, with but, the whole sequel. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but like, it, I would, I'd imagine it would get like an anime if like it got like an actual game, you know? Because some games do eventually become like, do eventually get like an anime adaptation. Like, uh, for example, like the, the most recent one, it was, was Nier Tabata. Mm-hmm. Which I guess kind of, yeah. Which kind of plays into what Bronto said is like if they did a sequel because this is weird. Like this is one of the very few. I think it's like the only. It's few or the only scenario where I think this happened though. But technically, with the whole Dragalia lost, it's technically a, a Nintendo IP that was actually stuck on mobile. Like we don't have it on console. And it's weird how they actually created a whole new IP. But this was tied basically solely to mobile phones. They could, since they own the IP, bring or bring it over as like a sequel game, like what Bronto said, and bring it to the Switch or something like that if they wanted to. And maybe I'm have always, side games actually help make it or whatever, though. But I'm that is purely possible. I'm always just going to see it as a damn mobile game. Not not if they not if they give that sucker an overhaul because I'm like it was they did a lot was, of good yeah, stuff well, I, up in that game IP, they did some good stuff I don't know I can't really think of an IP a good IP that originated on mobile devices like a a, a standing IP that has originated from a mobile game I don't know but Nintendo could maybe, very maybe well be Angry the first Birds, but I, w- I don't know. Well, Angry Birds is weird. I mean, I, I guess that's that's one of the it's, few it's exceptions. A, it is really. a standing idea. Because I mean, technically, that I mean, it, it did that. It moved the consoles. I remember. I think it could get it on the 3DS. It had a movie based movies. on it, and yeah, two movies. two movies. And the, the second movie is like pretty good actually. So I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. Yeah. So 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 some good points though. So it'll be 
it'll be sad to see it go. I don't know when they'll officially pull the servers, like, to where you can't actually play the game no more. But I am going to have to catch up on that story, though, because that story was actually fairly um, entertaining. It had me hooked. And then uh, eventually, like most mobile games, uh, after I play them for so long, kind of move on to the next or go back to my console stuff, though. But I do want to see how this story wrapped up. So I'm going to probably just watch a bunch of stuff off of YouTube to kind of get caught up or whatever, <laughs> though. Let's go but, play yeah. it. I can play it, yes, but um, shoot. I think they level scale all of those levels. So it literally would take me a whole week of dedicated playing it for me to catch up. Because I know one person that like plays it, it like very, like, that's been very into like the series, like got plushes and everything. And he said it'll basically take a week. And I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, are you trying to like watch movies? No, not watch movies. Basically, I would probably go to the YouTube or. Someone yeah, has all the chapters that's what I uploaded. Like, well, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Just watch it on YouTube. That's yeah, what I was me. thinking too. That did that. To me, it just sounds like you like the story, and that's like it. No, that story is really good. That's the main thing I like about it. But the gameplay was still fun, though, and some of the side mission stuff. I would never forget um, one of the uh, what was it? The uh, Halloween event one. They had like a banger OST for that stuff. That sucker had no business being that good like it had like heavy bass up in this i was like side games what i was like side games what the heck are y'all doing over there because oh gosh I'll, I'll never forget that soundtrack but a lot of those songs up in this game who really good i gotta make sure i make a playlist for some of those things because some of them are really good though but that's basically all i have to say on dragalia law so we'll go ahead and bounce over uh to the next topic which is kind of strange kind of odd because uh within the past couple of weeks um, apparently the Wii and DSi shop actually went down for a period of time. And it was weird because I guess people started reporting on this. And I was like, I knew you couldn't go on the shops to buy anything anymore. But I had no idea for the longest time that you could actually still re-download your stuff from the Wii or the DSi. And I was like, wait, what? And it, it was just weird how people were reporting on that, though. And then I guess eventually... Uh, we heard from some Nintendo reps saying, oh, they're basically doing maintenance, but um, I guess this is basically like bottom of the barrel, low tier uh, in terms of their priorities with most stuff they're doing, though. But uh, that's basically the, the news cap uh, of the wait, show. So, but... so what, did they confirm? Is it Did it come back or is it going to come back or what? I don't think they confirmed it coming back. And I don't remember hearing news of it if it had already came back. It, it's it's just super odd. Like I, I just don't know. Yeah, it's weird to me. Yeah, because I was trying to look it up, but I don't, I don't know. It's weird. But it kind of makes you think. Well, if the fact that they have these Wii and DSi shops up for this long, then maybe that kind of holds. Maybe, maybe if they have those shops open for that long. Maybe they'll do the same with the Wii U and 3DS, as we know they're about to shut those down. No, oh, the reason why those ones are still open is because those systems had huge install bases. Yeah, well, the 3DS has a fairly big one, but I, we can't say the same for the Wii U. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have no, to but, wait and but those see. E-shops, those eShops are linked, though. That's the thing. You can't, like, especially with the merge funds thing, it, you know, it, it would be weird to shut down one but keep the other. I mean, you could almost say the same thing for the 3DS and Wii U. You shut down one, you almost have to shut down the what other. Because they're almost merged as well. I oh, I thought that. you were talking about for just the DS no. and the Wii. The DSi That's, and that Wii. That was the whole point. And you okay. just, yeah, you, wait, yeah, you just agreed with me in a way. Yeah, you, can, you okay. can't really shut down one without shutting down the other. So, yeah, so that, that was basically it. It was just some 
some little thing I just kind of want to point out. So if you happen to be one of those people to kind of shuffle through and re-download some of your DSi or Wii stuff, or technically, I guess you can still the, access the, the DSi shop a, through the 3DS, I guess. The, the Wii one is a big deal, honestly, though. Because Virtual Console premiered on the Wii. So if you know if you didn't have you know if you had a bunch of virtual console stuff that you wanted to redownload, do it now. Yeah, you might you might want to do it now because I don't it. know they could but pull that plug at any second. You it. never know. Yeah, do it once it comes back up or whatever. I mean, because yeah. Yeah, but that's basically it in terms of that. So some very quick brief news, but I just want to inform y'all on that though. So we'll go ahead and bounce over to this one because uh, shoot, we've been waiting for this sucker since 2017 because uh, finally, finally, we didn't get in 2017. Not 18, not 20, 19, not 20, not even 21. But in the year of 2022, Nintendo 21. Switch finally gave us folders. And they don't even call them folders. They call them groups. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? They did that just to spite all of us. I know they did. I was like, uh-uh. But uh, how, how are you feeling about these um, groups? I don't get why it took this long. It, it it took so long that I literally don't even care. It's nice and all, but like I don't know why, why is Nintendo make this like the whole so, the sole feature of a system update? Like, come on, like really? Like that's the thing. I don't. Know. In my opinion, I think Nintendo fan, fans fucking freaking out about folders is just sad. That's yeah, just like that one video on Game Explain. Yeah, but like no, a lot of people are doing it. A lot of people are like happy, really happy that the Nintendo they're, fucking they're gave us folders. They're pogging. They're pogging. They're pogging. Yeah, no, they're they're actually fucking pogging. Pog. At least for me personally, I'm kind of glad, even though it took this long. I'm still glad that it's yeah, here, yeah. nonetheless. Because you uh, know what they need to do. What. They need to give us like like themes, you know. No, no, no. We no. We wait for that for how, how long? It took, was it eighteen, nineteen, twenty? Five years. Five it years. It took five, five years. years. They're gonna they're gonna give it to us in four years. One year before they, uh, one or two years before no, they gonna, give us the uh, the Switch version two or whatever the the success the successor to the Switch. Mark my words and come back to this episode. I don't think we're getting a. I don't think we're getting a second Switch. He said successor. System. Successor, not like a Switch Pro, like the full on yeah, what would be the think, next one. Unless you're thinking think they're doing an Apple and they're gonna Nintendo slowly doesn't it. do Nintendo doesn't do sequel systems, and I don't think they're the gonna. Wii U? Yeah, the Wii, and the that Wii was the worst. the worst performing? 3DS, DSi, DS, NES, 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 SNES, NES, SNES. NES to SN. I wouldn't call the SNES a sequel. To, okay, though. they they, they just literally put called Super Super, super in, in front of NES. the NES, bro. What are you talking about, Stephen? I just feel like after the Wii U, it would be stupid just to do the same idea again because Nintendo's no, known to like. No, might call what it something different, but we're at the yeah, but at the end of the day, like, we're saying Stephen, they'll keep the hybrid concept because if they don't do hybrid no more, do you think they're gonna go back to having like uh, two systems, like a 3DS and a Wii U, a home console and a handheld? I don't think they're gonna do well, that. Honestly, I think they're gonna stick with the hybrid. To say, sadly, the only thing I'm gonna say is that like. Like, I love the Switch and all, but a lot of series haven't had to try on Switch. There's been a lot of series that come out with incomplete games, and then they, and then the real game comes out a couple of years later that was wholly developed for Switch. 
like Fire Emblem and Kirby got like half baked Switch games that probably could have been on 3DS, and eventually we're gonna get the real one. Hmm. Like, and I say, yeah, Fire I'm waiting Emblem, for that real Mario game. You know, Mario Odyssey was always Mario Odyssey doesn't show any signs of being developed for the Wii U though. Like, I'm pretty sure that was always going to be a Switch game in 3D World. Well, yeah, 3D World was the Wii U, Wii U Mario game. The one that wasn't good, I'll say that. But Yes, yes it was. No, it wasn't. What do you mean? No, it wasn't. Why? No, okay. no, 3D World I, no, was okay. But... It was okay at best, and literally, I, I keep telling y'all this. I thought, it's a Mario Mar- game. I thought I Mario Sunshine was going to be my worst ever Mario game. And 3D World has disappointed me so much. I, it actually I slept really don't below understand that. your hate, your, your incessant hate, uh, like dislike for the game. Mario Sunshine. No, yeah, I I, at least no. I'm not standing alone on that hill. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Well, but, you're not standing alone, but like, you're standing with like two people. No, it's a lot more than just two people. But... At least jumping back on the ship of the uh, the the groups, I do kind of like the fact that you can able to put and categorize you know anything like you want. Like for example, at least on my Switch, I have my my stuff split up between fighting games, RPGs, uh, stuff that's like basically the Nintendo Switch Online games I have online, and then I can actually categorize which ones are my backlog games. I can actually kind of keep track of that because I, I was going through and picking all this stuff. I was like, dang. I was like, I got like seven games in the backlog. I was like, all right, somebody's going to get the axe. Because I don't think I'm ever going to see the light of day on these ones, though. But it was kind of nice to kind of categorize that stuff. Because especially at least where I'm at, where I ha- how many games I have up on my Switch, it is annoying to scroll all the way down through that thing. And I even saw you um, release a video on your YouTube channel, Sonic Q, how you said the quick way of popping up your groups. I was halfway with you on there, like hitting the left, L, and A. I didn't think about if I was in like screenshots hitting the home button first, the default you to the, the first icon and then just hitting yeah. left a that. So I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even think about the home button, but me and you were basically almost on the same page. But yeah, so I guess that's about it in terms of the switch groups, unless y'all have uh, anything else to say. I don't know. It's I just kind of weird how yeah, sorry. that made see then. Oh, wait, what did you say, Bronto? Kind of weird how upset Steven got about it. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel... I hate just seeing people get so fucking happy over a feature that we should have had for how many years now? Like, really? This is what you praise Nintendo for? Well, it's yes. probably because the fact that basically almost everybody accepted it probably wouldn't have happened, but... I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, but like, literally, how hard is it? How fucking hard is it? That's that's the thing I don't get. It's not like yeah, and this is the same company that's like against emulation, but they're totally cool with them. With I'm pretty them sure doing it themselves. Yeah, well, guess what? The, this, this, this is the same company that like that like uh, that took down someone posting scans of a <laughs> Super Mario 64 guy because yeah, like, like you know they're gonna don't... it's gonna harm their company. Don't they under? Don't they at least understand no, that people they don't. like personalizing? They, they really don't. They really don't, Steven. Like, but I don't get it. How how the hell do they like make like like they'll like they'll have like a, a hot streak and then they'll put together like a really good direct and then the next fucking month they're doing this. 
and doing it's stupid shit. It's probably because the decisions like that, like of the console itself, are probably made by the actual like businesses and not the game developers. It's, yeah. it's, always, it's always the dude in the business suits at the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. That Do you think the people in the business suits whatever. play games? No, they do not play games. No, they Fucking don't even have time to play little, games. Let's be real. Look at Reggie. Look at Reggie when he when he's like, "I will kick your ass." <laughs> I never, I never forget that when he came out that yeah, he's morning. Epic. Uh, Everybody else is it. I mean, between him, Awada, and uh, some some of them other dudes, uh, they they all pretty cool in my books, though. But I guess that's basically gonna do it for this one, though. So we'll go ahead and bounce over to I think yeah. Yeah. So bounce over to my last gaming topic, um, or gaming news thing that we have um scheduled for tonight before we go into some of our other few things after that. And that being uh we did get a PlayStation state of play, a dedicated one. You know, coming right off the heels of another state of play that was their general kind of state of play though. And at first, you know, they, they announced it was gonna be a solo direct or golly, I like how I say keep referring to it as direct. This direct. is not a direct. No, a solo state of play that was only featuring Hogwarts Legacy. I remember seeing a brief little things here and there, just a whisper here and there about this game and whatnot though. And I was like, Oh, okay, so this is basically a Harry Potter thing. I was just thinking it was gonna be like some kind of offshoot, kind of beaten thing. I was like, it it will be kind of Cater towards the niches that really like Harry Potter. Oh, I say niche. I mean, no, this. I mean, there, there's a dedicated fan base for this mess, though. But I thought it would cater more towards them, and I thought it was just gonna be just an average game, whatever. But the more and more I watched that that state of play, I was like, wait a minute, they might be on to something. I was like, I, I'm a fan of Harry Potter. I'm not like a diehard. Like I didn't read the books and watch the movies. I just mainly watched the movies, though. So I, I I'm read a fan the books. Of it. I'm a fan of it. I'm just saying a diehard fan, but I do appreciate the world of Harry Potter. And the stuff that they showcased off in there was really expansive. I wasn't really expecting this to be this is basically like borderline an open world game between exploring the castle itself and even beyond the grounds and going into some of the villages and some of the outer areas of Hogwarts. I wasn't expecting that. The fact that you can kind of go and you can either um, yeah, you can um, you can craft, you can um you can loot or you can uh, buy and kind of upgrade some of these different things. There's like different, I guess there's going to be like different kind of like skill pad trees where you can kind of, if you like a certain type of magic, you can kind of expand it to that region or you can like another one. I like one of the ones where it's like you literally lift them up with a wand and you can like smack them, beat them around on the ground or something like that. Like It's like whiplash. I was like, okay, you know what? That That's probably going to be my forte or whatever though. But they just genuinely impressed me. The more things and how detail-oriented oriented they are with this like between your knowledge of the movies if you read the books or even know about the fantastic beasts they're expanding upon the the beast aspects as well which is kind of very unique because they, they kind of dabbled it a little bit but i kind of like how they're expanding upon that as well though so a lot of things if you're actually in the harry potter there's a lot of details that's going up into this but i i think i rambled on long enough i'll let one of y'all say something now i don't really care Rowling. about it yeah, she she sucks. She's associated with this, and they've literally gone out of their way no, to she's say not. I swear that they've said that she's associated with this. I don't. Yeah, I, you th you really think the author has time has time to like look over the shoulders? Like, yeah, this is how this is how I want it for like a game. I mean, they have so many different source materials between the books, the movies, and uh, well, two sets of movies. 
Um, I think as long as they just go through that and just pick all the stuff out, they wouldn't necessarily need the author's approval on anything. I feel no. like they kind of know their stuff. I was if about you, to say, either way, it's still stuff. No, it's still stuff that like she's done. Like she made that stuff. I don't know. I feel like we separate the artist from the art, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. Hard like you can really, that. you can really After have. The art has been... The I'm, art I'm, has literally been molded. Like the art has been changed to fit her viewpoint multiple times. Her head like, cannons re- doesn't matter. I mean, because really, Stephen, really, Stephen, you, have to, you do have to separate the artist from the art because you literally can have somebody in their heyday be really good about something, and they could pull something years down the road. I can think about a lot of different celebrities that went down that route. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the stuff that they did prior um, just all of a sudden just sucks out of nowhere. In terms of the game itself, I am actually really looking forward to actually playing this game. It went from a game where I was kind of like, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about this to, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to get it pretty close to um, launch um, weekend or whatever, though. Now, the interesting thing about this is not even the fact that it's, um, that we knew it was coming out on PlayStation platforms. It's coming out on PS5 and PS4, but it's multiplayer. It's going to Xbox Series X, the Xbox um, One, and even to the Nintendo Switch. And I was like, wait a minute, hold the phone. As big and as expensive as this game looks, this is going to be on the Switch. And I even saw um, listings go up for Amazon. So, no, this doesn't even look like it's going to be one of those games where it's like, hey, you got part on the cartridge, you got to download it. For what it seems like now, it seems like everything's going to be on the cartridge. I'm wondering, is WB actually going to bust out the 32 gig um cartridges on this one though because this one looks to be like a fairly big game so i'm curious how they're they're gonna play that out though most likely i'll probably get on ps5 though but i'm gonna look and see how people say the how the switch version comes out though but it is gonna be coming out this holiday and did we have like a batman game or something like that coming out from wb as well this year like they had like two back-to-back games um close to the holiday seasons I i don't know how the heck they're pulling this mess off though but it, it it became one of the games where I was like, you know what? I don't know about this to, all right, well, that might be one of my close holiday games right up there with uh, Pokemon Gen 9. So we'll see how all that basically plays out, though. But I think that's going to basically do it in terms of uh, the gaming news stuff. So we'll go ahead and switch it over to, so about that show. All right, so picking up on this, you know what? There's been quite a bit of stuff I actually been going through and watching this week, me personally, though. But, uh, you know, it's all good things. I'll start off with my guest, Brontoa. What you been watching uh, within these past couple of weeks? Uh, watching? Um, basically nothing, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really much of a media guy. The only thing I do, well, the last thing I watched was like, the first few episodes of Cuphead, which I thought were pretty nice, but I just didn't, never got around to finishing it. Oh, so, oh wait, yeah, shoot, you still haven't watched that. How, wait, so, uh, diving in a little bit more, what, what do you think about the first few? I thought it was pretty fun. It was like, it was just like silly adventures that like the two go on. It's like the, well, the main conflict is like the devil again, but I don't know how it goes. But it's mostly just them like, it's just basically world building of the the world of Cuphead. It's it's nice to see different perspectives other than just fighting the other <laughs> the other people there. 
I also like they expand upon like the bosses and their characters and stuff like that. I think so. I don't know if they're main characters, but they are, they do appear in the show. At least a few of them. Okay. And how many episodes does that series have? Is it close to 12 or is it a little less than that? Uh, I don't remember, but I I th- I heard that what's out now isn't the full like set that they already have. So they're just doing it in two parts, which is kind of weird, but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's twelve episodes. Okay, twelve. So it's like the first, like it's the first season, even, and they're gonna do another one, but they already had it done. They're just waiting. I don't know why they're waiting to release it. I hate but yeah. it when Netflix does that mess. I remember watching what was what was it? I was I was watching um shoot, uh the the dude that made Fairy Tale. Well, shoot, what the heck was it? Um, dang, it's slipping from my mind right now though. But uh, even zero, I remember that one and how um they basically like split core that one. Even though I think in Japan when they had that anime airing, they released it week to week and they gave you the full twenty four. So it's like they gave you twelve, they were off for a season, then they gave you another twelve. And I was like, I just hate it when Netflix handles anime. Like I really wish they didn't touch it because I also hate the fact that you have to wait for a whole entire series just to finish airing in Japan. And then a little more time after that before they finally drop everything out on Netflix. So I, I just hate it having to watch anime off <laughs> of Netflix. This is yeah, this is a bad this is a bad business model. I just hate it. But um, but yeah, so fairly good stuff. Uh, I I'll eventually get around to watching Cuphead eventually, eventually. Uh, what about you? Uh, what about you, Sonic? You uh, what what you been watching? He's dead. I think. Assuming, assuming he didn't die. Oh wait, no. Oh wait, shoot. I guess no. I think he ran off to go do something. I think. But uh, all right. Well, I guess I have you go, Stephen. Uh, what, what you been watching? Nothing. Oh, nothing at all. That's not true. He's been watching JoJo's Adventure. <laughs> I haven't watched that in two months. Wait, two so, whole months. The last thing you watched. Well, no, because technically, yeah. uh, he he's been in previous episodes, so it. I watched the Batman like a couple it, of weeks ago. That's yeah, it. we talked about that one. And so I guess yeah. so you haven't watched any movies, no shows since then? I cannot think of anything. I've been watching YouTube. Does that count? Does that count Doesn't for the count. what you watching? I get I well, guess technically. I, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of speedrun videos from this one guy named Small Ant. He's pretty he's pretty fucking based. Mm-hmm. Speedrunning and bass do not go in the same sentence. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, um, all right. So in terms of what I've been watching, it is the month of March, so I've been watching a bunch of basketball, left and right, everywhere. And as I said in my previous episode, um, I, I said, you know what? If if for some reason I came back to this episode, and if my hogs were still in it. I would have de- dedicated a full pop culture segment for that thing. That did not happen. They fell one game short. My hogs made it all the way to the lead eight for, for y'all that don't know basketball um, in terms of the March Madness um, bracket stuff. If you want to make it all the way to the championship game, you basically have to win five games to get to the championship game. To win the whole thing overall, you basically have to win six games. And my hogs managed to win three games and was very close to getting to the final four people that would have been remaining out of that big old bracket. And they fell short to Duke. And I was like, golly. I don't know. So what you're that, telling that... me 
that you're not getting Kirby. Yeah, so I did make a bet. If you saw it on my Twitter, on my Zarkas Twitter account, I I was feeling high on my hogs after after they beat Gonzaga um a couple of days ago, and I was like, you know what? If my hogs can get to the Final Four, I would instantly run to the eShop and I would have I would have bought Kirby right then and there. I would have been like, okay, you know what? I would have just done it. it. If you're willing to make a bet like that, then that obviously shows that you want Kirby. So why don't you just get it? It's like I really said, I fun will get it. It's just, a ma- it's just a matter of fact of uh, I'll probably get it later because I'm still going through triangle strategy. I actually managed to well, I did manage to beat the game, but that's only one of the routes. And I'll explain about uh, I'll explain and go a little bit further about it uh, here in just a little bit though. But yeah, in terms of the games I got stacked up right now, it's just like. Uh, I'm just kind of packed right now. I'm just trying to focus on what I do have. And and Kirby, I could just slip in there um, during like a dull moment. So that's what I've been kind of waiting on. But some other stuff I've been watching. Um, I've been watching The Proud Family. I can't remember if I said that in the previous. No, 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 no. I did. Yes, did. I, I did. did. I, I remember now. I did. So, yeah, I st- I've still been watching that. The series has been really good, really funny. They had not missed a beat on that. Trying to think, what's there? Oh, now this is the new thing I've been watching. I've been watching Haiku the fourth season because recently, because I saw like one of the voice actors that um that that was in some of the previous um seasons, she was like, Oh, I'm I'm so glad to be a part of this thing again. I was like, wait a minute, what? And I looked at it, I was like, oh shoot, they they went ahead and dubbed finally Haiku season four. And that I would say that is probably one of the best ever sports anime I've ever watched. Like it, it, it's just up there, the way how they they handle all of their different characters and stuff and go through their growths and stuff like that. And out of all the sports, I never thought it would be over volleyball, but it just works. So you yeah, said so, sports and anime in the same sentence. So I don't care. Bruh. Well, you need to care. Well, I can't I can't force you to care, but I, I would. I like bowling. If that counts as a fucking That's sport. sport. It's I in mean, Wii sports. I mean, it technically is. It's, 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 it's like it's a skill sports. sport. It's, it's recognized as like a skill sport, kind of yeah, like a archery. Skill, yeah. yeah, a skill sport, which means it's better. I'll let you know when like, I run upon a, a bowling anime, so then I have to have you watch it. There is no bowling anime that will ever fucking exist. There's, you know what? Hold on. Probably hold on, is. Hold on, hold on. Y'all keep talking. I'm about to Google this mess right now. I fucking There's guarantee. like anime about everything. I guarantee that if there's a bowling anime, it's the fucking stupidest and worst thing ever, and no one's ever talked about it for that reason. That's not what you're just moving. You just said, like, oh, it doesn't exist. Now you're saying, oh, if it does exist. Yeah, I'm not saying... No, I'm saying that I hope... Yeah, I I fucking do not think that something like that exists. But if it does, fucking surprise me. (laughs) So there is bowling mangas. I I just randomly Googled that. Mangas. Give me a bowling anime. Let's see here. Can you hold your horses? I want anime now. Wait, okay, hold on. Bowling King. Let me pull up my anime list. I'm trying to figure out if that's just a manga only or if that's uh, also an anime. I'm trying to figure this one out. Let's see here. Wait, Bronta, have you been watching a lot of anime? I'm just curious. I. I don't watch anime. <laughs> I've watched like anime movies sometimes. Those are alright. Uh, I think the last one I watched was like a Silent Voice, the movie, and then um, before uh, before that it was uh, the Grave of the Fireflies. 
That was the only two I remember that I watched. I don't think I watched any other movies. Anime based. I got this. Dang. I was looking for uh dang. I think they have one that was basically hmm. a manga. Well no, they got a few different ones that I think are mangas. But I don't know if we officially have anything that's actually an anime. It's kinda weird. I'm telling you, you're not gonna find it. Yeah. I, I, that's probably a, it's probably a tough sell. You probably have better. No, nah, I was about to say you might have a better shot with archery. I don't know, but yeah, that that would be a tough anime to kind of do though. But uh, if I ever see one, I'll come back to you. And I'll be like, all right, you got to watch this now. You, you got to own up to it though. But yeah, I, gu- I guess that's basically. Own, you what? Own up to it. I didn't make a fucking bet. You felt like you did. I felt like you challenged me when you said there weren't no bowling anime. Challenged so I was you. Like, I was like, well, shoot, whatever. But okay, so it wasn't. Gonna... A, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, never oh, okay. All right. Well, that's it basically gonna. Be... Oh my fucking god! Oh, just go. <laughs> what? It wasn't. It was never mind. Just... Shit. All right. Well, okay. So, all right. So that that's gonna be it for that, though. So we'll go ahead and jump over to. The next segment being uh, what you've been playing. All right, so ooh, quite a bit of stuff that actually been releasing within the past few weeks. And uh, I, I got a, a list of few games I wanted to go through and talk about um, just going through this little thing here. Because uh, recently we did get the launch of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. And you know what? I kind of wish I put a little bit more time up into this game, just purely due to the fact that there was a lot that dropped out in the month of March. I ain't gonna lie, there was there was a ton of stuff that dropped. I think this dropped out like in the middle of the month, and it was like it's one of the newer fighters that I recently had gotten because uh technically uh, I got a fight a new fight stick, and I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode uh, not too long ago. So I've been kind of you know going through and playing different fighting games like Fighter Z. And then um, taking some skills I had up in that one, trying to transcribe them over here to this game and trying to get used to it with this one here. But honestly, it's a very fun game, at least with the story part. It's kind of off-putting. It felt a little different from Persona 5 Strikers. I don't know. The way how they showcase off the, the story in that game and the way how they had you with the gameplay, it kind of went hand-in-hand. Hand. But this one, honestly, I was going through the story mode at times, and I felt like... They actually, uh, I feel like I was playing a visual novel at one point. I was like, wait, what happened to the fighting part? I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. That's what I felt about. But I felt like, honestly, if you played through Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden, you probably would pull more from the story, though. But since it's not, you know, directly linked with the gameplay, like what you're doing, you know, hand in hand, proportionately, at least from what I'm getting, um... I kind of felt a little disconnect there. So this honestly might be the game that I just played purely just to fight. And then if and whenever, um, if and whenever I actually do manage to get Persona 4 and I go through and play it through it all, then and only then, well, I'll probably go back and then see how the story played out, though. But I know I got it. I don't think you got it, Steven, but you got it too, Bronto, right? Yeah, Bronto got it, Sonic got it yoshi bought it on switch just to play with people and access yeah so uh have you have you gotten to dabble with it too much uh bronto or you're almost like me where you kind of dabble with it a little bit but not too much 
I played a, a good amount, not too much. I'm still like not that good at fighting games. I still need to get used to like mechanics and like the inputs. I'm not really that good with those. I gotcha. Yeah, because I was like, I, I kind of know some some knowledge because I, I mean, I, a lot of it is kind of thanks to the, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z because I, I knew what I kind of wanted to do. I just couldn't fully execute it, but I feel like my fight stick has been kind of helping me out with that a little bit. And I had Sonic kind of teaching me some basics, like the hand grips with a fighting grip, with a fighting stick is kind of interesting, though. But I kind of mainly got that because I wanted to use it for some fighting games. You have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff coming up, so the, it kind of gives you that old classic arcade feeling stuff. So I, I just went ahead and invested on that, though. But yeah, so it seems like to be a very fun game. I still got to play against you, Bronto, at some point. And then uh, I got to play against Sonic. I played a little bit with Hacks, but his connection was kind of whack. So uh, I, I got to see, I, I, I see how it plays with you, Bronto. I didn't mean to rhyme on my boy over there. Oh. But yeah, so I think that's, but I guess that's going to basically do it for the Persona 4 Arena Ultimax thing, though. And unfortunately, it's only uh, digital only. But luckily, it's only thirty bucks if you wanted to get it. But what were you saying, Steven? I was just going to say Sonic played with hacks and it ran perfectly fine, so it might just be. Uh... No, I played with hacks and that thing was laggy as hell. Oh, the Sonic said he played with them perfectly fine. I have no idea. His 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 Wi-Fi must have been kind of running off of some voodoo juice or something. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, some Kool-Aid. No, not Kool-Aid. No, no. Now I feel offended. You can't, you can't just say that. No. It's not... I was saying Kool-Aid offensive. It's not your drink. It kind of is, but whatever. Um, So that's going to basically do it for Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, and then we'll go ahead and jump over to this other game that released earlier this month. But I'm just finally being able to actually sit down and talk about it. That being Triangle Strategy. Now, I'm going to keep it real with every single one of y'all boys that are watching this, boys and girls that's watching this either on YouTube, keep watching this mess on either Google, Spotify, Apple, or even Amazon Music. This might be the sleeper hit of this year in terms of games. I never, 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 never thought that this game will be that deep in terms of it being a strategy RPG. I love my Fire Emblem stuff, but the stuff that they were able to execute in this game alone, I was like, what the actual heck? Now I'm about to go into like my little mini review, I guess if you want to call it like that, because you start off playing through the game. Sarah Noah is your main um, protagonist. That's basically the, the person you're controlling for the majority of this game. You got three other people that kind of assist you quite extensively throughout the game. You have Roland, who's technically a prince to a king. You have Frederica, who's basically, um, you know, this is like in the olden times where it's kind of like you have arranged marriages or whatever. So she was arranged to marry, um, arranged to marry you, the main protagonist. And then you have Benedict over here, who's basically like a, like a, not necessarily a servant, but kind of like a, like the right hand man to like your father, um, for the the main like because you're basically us Noah, you're like a lord and you're kind of you know governing this little area of land that's all underneath um the kingdom so you had the kingdom you had esfros and then you had hyzentia you had like three different continents and you know the, the whole salt iron war it, it's kind of a dumb name to call oh it my war, God. but I... the more you play this game the more and more the whole salt iron war had more 
um, established more of like you, you understood the history. And that salt iron war just had a lot more weight on it. The more you went and the more stuff that you saw about the story as you progressed through the game, though. But this game is deep. Like, for example, when you're going through and you're, when you're fighting on the on the terrain, like, there's height elevation. So having attacking from the high ground would do slightly a little bit more damage than attacking from the low ground. You can go behind an enemy unit, attack them from the back, you do uh, a bit more increased damage like that. You can affect terrain and stuff. Like, you can summon a rainstorm down, make puddles on the ground, use somebody that can cast a lightning spell, and that lightning will spread and hit multiple enemies or slash your allies, depending on where they're standing at on the ground. You can literally freeze um, You can literally freeze the terrain so it makes it harder for enemies, both you and allies, to be able to cut across. You can burn the ground. That way, when they're cutting through the fire and stuff, that does increase them. There's a lot. And that's just only like the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of different ways how you can control the battlefield. And I felt like this was even more of a tactical game than even Fire Emblem felt like, at least for me, for a good chunks of this game. And I think in terms of the way how they're handling the um the strategy rpg the modern strategy rpg move from this point forward we've been seeing a lot of it with fire emblem how normally you make choices on the battlefield all the time in terms of how you're going to route your enemy how you got to defend like your king piece if like for example if one of your units happens to die or fall in battle or whatever though they they've been you know, you always made decisions on the battlefield, though, and they've been slowly kind of transcribing that to the choices you make in terms of the story elements. Like with Fire Emblem Three Houses, there's like you can choose between three different houses, and then even if you happen to choose what Edelgard's route, there's like a, a critical moment where you can either decide with her or decide to go with the church. I mean, they've been kind of expanding upon choices even within the main story itself. But with what they do with Triangle Strategy. That's on a whole nother layer because like there's constantly events in the story where you get to talk to people and they kind of test your principles. Of, and this is the whole while the triangle thing comes up to play uh, sense of morality um, and two other things. I can't, I can't even think of the, 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 the technical turns on it, though. But it's like, are you headstrong? Are you uh, loyal or you kind of compassionate? It's it's kind of like basically those three things, though. But choosing those options throughout the game kind of leads you down the road of whether you're going to get one of four different um, endings for the game, though. But you always presented with different um, decisions where you have to go to the scales of conviction and you have to make a critical decision that will affect um, where you go. Because at one point, I'm trying to pull an example of this where uh, it's not too deep in the story. Like eventually, there's one part where the capital gets um, overtaken by S. Frost, and then it's like you know Prince Roland has to make his way out or whatever. Though and they're all okay, after you, him. Then I was gonna say, I'm like, I will say, don't spoil too much because like I don't really care about Triangle Strategy, but it is a game that I honestly might pick up. Yeah, no, but no, yeah, I, like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna go into too deep, but this is like. This is fairly early on, like you could see it coming down, and I wasn't going to say anything beyond this point. This is still so, within like the first that's few in the hours. Demos. Yeah, I think it might have been the chapter after the demo, but it was still kind of very early on. But anyway, you can literally either choose to, um, you can either like like all things when you're when you're harboring somebody that someone's gunning hole and say, hey, give us that person or else. You can literally choose to either defend them or. You can actually give them away. Critical decisions like that that will actually affect different things um, throughout the, the story. Because I think there's like 
four or five different um, times where you have to put up to a vote of where you're going to do. And it actually increases the replayability in this game. And yeah, when you get to the very them. end, and when you get to the very end, I think there's three different endings. And there's technically a true ending or like a golden ending. So there's technically four different endings, though. And I won't actually describe which ones they is. But the ending I got was Frederica's ending. So if you have played the game or you looked into it, you, you know the ending I saw and witnessed, though. Gosh, by golly, that, oh, that was rough. But if you want to, um, so let's say if you get to the very ending of the game, there is a new game plus and so there's replayability with it. And and get and here's the thing here's the kicker, this is this is what makes things a little different, especially from Fire Emblem. When you do New Game Plus, you can carry over all your units that you've been playing through, um, that been playing through the series so far. And guess what? The enemies level scale with you. So like you might have ended the game on level thirty five, and you know how at the very beginning of the game you might run into level one, level two, level three enemies. No, now those enemies could be like level thirty. So the game gets progressively harder, and I think the level cap is at level 50. So they get progressively harder every time you restart your new game plus. So they knew Wait, people were going to be in the game. Yeah, I've beaten the game. I, I got oh. one of the endings. So um, so I'm thinking Wait, about going okay, for well, the golden ending, maybe. I was, I was going to say, if there's multiple endings, then yeah, it's only fair to have a new game plus. Be kinda... Yeah. I was going to say, one thing that Fire Emblem did that I really don't like is that you know, like this. You know, this one path splits into two separate paths, and then you know, you just like if you don't save before that choice, you just gotta play through the entire beginning of Black Eagles again, doing the same shit. Yeah, which I I do like this, Stephen, because there is gonna be one part of the game where you probably are gonna make some decisions that will kind of throw you out of the loop of getting the golden ending. You have to do. Think four I want or five the genocide ending. Yeah, you, you have to do I like four. The... You have to do four or five things right, leading up to the golden ending. I don't think you're going to naturally get it the first time through, and it's tough. Does even the if game you do get does it. the game hint it, or is it just literally no, it, like it oh I got to look the guide? You literally have to so just then... happen to choose four or five different decisions just right, and it's not even just and choosing like the them true right. Ending? Yeah, it's not even just um. That that the true ending isn't hinted in the slightest. It's not hinted because you have to um, do certain scenarios where, and I don't want to actually tell what those scenarios are, but it's certain things in the game. You have to meet certain people and you have to not do certain things that allows you to do them later on. So if you happen to know about the you know golden ending, you kind of understood that reference of what I just said, though. And it's because of that, that's why... Um, you will never you will never get in the golden inning unless you kind of look on it or you just happen to luck out with your decisions because there are some like morally tough decisions they make. There were some moments I was sitting through and playing the game and I was just I was kind of scratching my head. I was like, or I was just had my hands in my face. I was like, I just honestly don't know which one I'm gonna choose. And I just have to choose something. This game will get you to actually think and actually get you to feel though too. So I tip my head this off game into the, to in terms of that. Game. You say guarantee that. the game you will not that. get me to feel. No, it's gonna get you to feel. It's gonna get you to feel. And if you're not, you don't have I a soul. Don't, I don't. Even the Bronto will play this soul. game. He will feel. I don't. Because he listen, got a soul. I don't know about you. No, I, I do not. <laughs> I do not think this game. Have a soul. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like you just like a game. You just like really like when a game has a story. And I'm like, okay. I like a good story too, but like a game usually, a game rarely gets me to feel. I guess is the way to put it. 
No, no. Eventually, as Squidward would say, I have no soul. Oh no, you'll get there, Stephen. Eventually, though. But no. yeah, so that's that's okay. That's what happens if I beat the game? What what happens if I beat the game and I don't feel? Because it's just a fucking eight bit sprites. Maybe. I don't know. At least for me, at least for me, I can't really care about like a fucking serious story told with eight bit sprites. Well, no, it's it not even fucking... just now. You did kind of mention a good thing. You you mentioned eight bit sprites. It's technically sixteen bit. Sixteen whatever. Okay. But Fine. even even on top of that, it's the voice acting that sold it. it. If it was just text on the screen. I can understand why you were saying that though, but it's when you get that voice acting and who some of these OSTs up in there. There's two of them I'm thinking of um, right off the top of my head. Um, for y'all that might have um, played it, well, I guess no. It's, there's no easy way of describing it though. But um, there, there's two OSTs up in there where I was like, you know what, it was really good though. But story point aside, story is really good, but the gameplay is very rich, and it will cause you, like, for example, like how I was rich. talking about all the different things that I'll, like, how you can do with status elements and stuff in the game and stuff like that, the whole attacking from behind, the whole elevation thing, you can burn the field, freeze the field, electrify and stuff like that. It will get you to think, especially if you're playing on harder difficulties, these dudes will punish you like there ain't no tomorrow. I went through and played through the game on normal, and even then, there were some matches where I was like, oh gosh, I have to restart it. Thankfully, they allow you to carry your experience over. So if you lose a battle, you can carry that experience over into um into your next battle or whatever, though, if you restart it. However, in Fire Emblem, remember, you lose the battle, that's it. You don't walk away with anything. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, some, honestly, some really good stuff from this game. And I, I have a feeling I might go through and try to replay through the game, New Game Plus, and try All to right. get, the, get the golden ending, though. But I guess right, that's well my now, big long review of uh, Triangle yeah, Strategy. And, now we're, and hey, it's fair, Zard, because now we're going to have a big long review of a game that you should have played already. All right? And that Kirby is and the Forgotten Land. Well, I guess, you, I guess you took it from me, but... Alrighty. Well, yeah, because you well, haven't played it. You don't deserve it. So Same. the only thing I have played is the demo, because I knew okay, at yeah. least I was going to go through and play the demo just to kind of get a feel of, you know, what this game is. And from everything I played... It, it's really nice. The presentation was good. Some cutscenes, though. Uh, just the one that they showed at the very beginning. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it was kind of up there with, um, I would say, uh, what was it? So I think Kirby with, Game uh, does with Doctor, I'm not, I was about to say Doctor. Uh, with Luigi's Mansion 3, I was kind of getting some good vibes from it. And I was like, I was like, okay, you know what? I was like, this game might be 30 frames per second, though. But I showed, didn't, it didn't feel like it, at least when I was going through and playing through it, it though. But um, I guess that's all my thoughts. Basically, I, I just thought it was a nice experience. I'll get this game some point, most likely in May when nothing's supposed to come out. I gotta space my games out where I can though. But uh, Bronto, I brought you purely onto the show just for this <laughs> one special moment. So go ahead Damn. and take it away, boy. I love the game. <laughs> that's it. Ugh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so I wasn't too excited when the game, like, was shown off. I was like, oh, like, it's another adventure. It's like, because, well, I've been with the series for almost over 10 years now. And the peak for me was the last 3DS game, uh, which was Robobot. And after playing through 
on that. This new one, it's tied to be my favorite with along with Robobot. Those two now are my favorite Kirby games in the series so far. I I, I just knowing that that there could there could be something to tie like some like a game that I love so much and it's older and something new that can be just as high to that to that degree. It it's it it keeps me it, I don't know. It just makes me feel happy that like the series still has a lot of ideas and it's not I don't think it's ever gonna go stale and then like even if we have like ton like years of breaks between the games, it's worth it each time because of the experiences that it give you. And it's just a really charming game too. I that's why I love the series. It's like it's so charming. It's like it doesn't need to be serious, it doesn't need to be like so hard, it doesn't need to be anything like that. It's just fun. That's just it just needs to be fun. That's it. Okay. Pun entirely intended. Kirby fans are eating good. Okay? Kirby fans always eat good. There's so many fucking games. Like, even if you're, like, you know, every single Kirby game, even if it's not a main game, has, like, the same level of charm and fan service. And, like, even if they're not always great, some of those spin-off games are still really charming and convey, like, this is a Kirby game. You know? So like even what? you know even so even on those gaps between releases, Kirby fans have something to look to- to- forwards to. Yeah, so and like, like I like the side games because they like let the team explore some new ideas, and then they also like use those as fuel for the future titles, like with Kirby 3D Rumble and Planet Robobot. So yeah, maybe that was a sign. Maybe that was a sign that like it was gonna be as equal to me and my because that's where the basically the prototype of this game came from well, was from Pro- so... uh, Planet Robot side game, and then they even made another one, like expanding it, showing that they're like getting more comfortable with it and getting like the right idea to what? towards it. And then how long has it been? Four, five, six years later. Now they it... finally release it. Well, I was gonna say Kirby Battle Royale also existed. Which gave that was some after those... Robobot, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm that's just not saying. the same. That's not how the same as. Well, I'm not saying Forgotten that. What work. I'm what I'm saying is that they gave some of the abilities 3D move move sets in preparation. Probably they even gave Sleep a move set, which you know it didn't have a move set in Forgotten Land, but Sleep did get some attention in that game. So you know, it it's close enough. Battle no. Royale was cool. Battle Royale had some 3D, you know, it was of a 3D spin-off Kirby game. I don't really remember anyone really liking it per se. I didn't it should have had online. It should have had a Switch port. It does as well. have online. Wait, it does? Yes. <laughs> oh. Shit. Oh. Okay. I I always heard it. On, on the have. box it literally says online or or local play. Ah, okay. Well guess what? Battle Royale was cool and all, but well, it guess was what? after Reading's the Switch hard. came out. Yeah, this it released after the Switch came out, so it was like okay then. Like now, I don't know, that now so that it doesn't is. really matter. There's still 3DS games that are amazing that came out afterward. Oh yeah, like uh, well wait, wait, what did Team Kirby Clash Deluxe come out after? No, that came out like um like a half a year after Robobot, so like 2017. Well, yeah, did that come out before or after the Switch? Is what I'm saying. That's what I, I meant. I think before the Switch. Okay. 
What was the was the Star Allies the first Kirby game on Switch? Yeah, okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, say. it was. Now I will say this, Bronto, because I think I actually heard from some of the people. I think some of the people at HAL, you know, the people that always make these Kirby games, they got interviewed or whatever. No, and I actually heard from one of them. I was like, wait, what the? Is this true? The fact that they've been working hard on trying to find a way how to implement Kirby into 3D to the scope and scale of Forgotten Land. And for the longest time, they always ran into some kind of issue. And there was even some people in their little group where they were like, you know what? You know, Kirby 2D line ones are the only serious ones or the fact that there were even some people in there that honestly thought that um, Kirby could never make the jump to 3D or they or slash and slash or they they never they thought that Kirby would only be a 2D series like they they just wouldn't believe in ever having a 3D one so some of them were kind of split on that but I was like I was like really I was like well yeah that's because I think it was more what the the challenges they faced was like well because of the copy abilities you need to work that in the 3D environment and also the like the enemies like all that stuff like. Like, take Mario enemies, for example. Like, most of them are very simple. Like, the ones in Kirby, they're simple as well, but they also, like, have tracking. They actually, like, move towards you, like, more. And then their their attacks are spread out to, like, try to hit you more. And even, like, the bosses in the game, they have unique attacks that take advantage of the space and are, like, big enough to actually pose a threat to you. Yeah. I was going to say... Specifically in those HAL interviews, another thing they mentioned was, like, I feel like this this right here is the main reason that Kirby was finally able to make the jump. They've put in like hitbox, like because here's Kirby is yeah. All they made like a whole. Simplicity. They made a specific yeah. engine for the series. Like if Kir- if the, here's the thing, I guess the whole thing they didn't want to bring Kirby to 3D because they didn't want to. They didn't want to like. You know, do it. Too, I guess on GameCube they didn't want to do it too soon, or they just felt. No, like... they were like they were also. I'm pretty sure they were also pressured uh, with Kirby 64 because that was on a 3D console, and even then they didn't budge. Say, I guess something good. Uh, I was gonna say maybe Kirby 64 just got them comfortable in doing into doing 2.5D, but I was gonna say that like in my head, in my head, the main reason is always just because they found the they found a formula that everyone liked. There was no flaws with 2D Kirby, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong about that, but no one, there was really no gaping flaws in the way 2D Kirby worked. You know what I mean? It's not like every single game they fixed a new flaw. You get what I'm saying, Bronto? It's from yeah. Super. The only ones that they fixed were like, the last time they had to fix something was like. Squeak Squad. I guess Super. Right? Well, yeah, Super... Squeak, Superstar Ultra and then to Squeak Squad because after Superstar Ultra. Most of them regressed back first, like I don't know why, but they regressed back to the old games. But after Squeak Squad, then it it's just been like. Good. I guess the whole thing. It's gonna sound super weird. Kirby fans have a high standard of quality because these games always exude quality more than anything. Mm-hmm. They're always polished. Yeah, I literally have only found a single visual glitch in fucking Forgotten Land in my entire playthrough. 
I have not. One thing that I found was funny was like a little uh, enemy, like he was like chasing me, but there was a gate in front of him and his head like popped into the gate. But it just looked funny more than anything. Nice. And I think I heard from some people or slash from stuff I've been seeing is I guess everything in front of you is fine, but if you start looking in the distance, then you see like half animations or something like that, or you see some little things distortion. That's the only yeah, it's like they they lower the, the, the frame here. rate just to keep it consistent. Like yeah, but the difference between Kirby and Legends Arceus is that this game has stuff going on in every single part of the screen. Yeah, you could see the the enemies moving around like so far away. Like you could just like oh, like I'm gonna come up on these people. Yeah. So much detail in every single fucking part of this game. The environment the in this game looks so gorgeous. I love it. Just now, looking at the stages. Kirby game, so good. I think the thing, the thing that they wanted to figure out, because in my head, I was saying this and then I forgot what it was. 3D, Kirby was never technically held back. Like, the technical side of things was never the issue. Cause, like, yeah, they were at, always late, like, on like, releasing things. Like, Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, look at Return the Dream, look at literally every single game from Return the Dreamland. The the environments in that game never were, like, that game, those games look great. 3D World, 3D World, (sighs) Return the Dreamland, Triple Deluxe, and Planet Robobot never had any problems, like, visually, or, like, frame rate drops or anything. Star Allies is such a beautiful game, and it does run at 30 FPS. But it shows that they didn't have a problem making visually nice, like visually standing out games. You literally could just take some of those environments they made for the background and add grass to them, and boom, 3D environment. But they didn't do it because they, you know, Kirby is about is about simplicity. You stray too far from what makes Kirby good, or you know, simple, you're gonna lose a lot of people. Now I do want to say this. That's why Forgotten. I was just gonna say Forgotten Land, in my opinion, is the perfect evolution of Kirby. Literally everything that was good about two D Kirby is kept, and now, everything that everything that two D held back is improved. Now, one thing I did want to say to Bronto is, I know they actually, for the first time, unless they did this weirdly in some other Kirby game. They actually added difficulty modes. I think, like, what is there, like a super easy, a standard mode? It might just call standard easy or whatever, or the wild mode. And I was like, well, shoot, for me being a Kirby game, even when I did the demo, I was like, okay, I'm choosing the wild mode because none of these Kirby games are, like, incredibly difficult or whatever, though. So is that the way how you played it? And if so, uh, did you ever die or not yet? I didn't. He He muted. So just while he's muted, I'm just going to say that I only died. I got close, very extremely close to dying on the final boss. And I died a good amount in the boss rushes that are in every single Kirby game. That's not even a spoiler. Every single Kirby game has an arena thing. So yeah. And they showed it in the trailers. Yeah, because I I, I know they had a... I knew they had, like, certain side stuff, because I guess the main story is about... Did it take you 8 to 10 hours? Um, it took Sonic 20 hours to 100%. Took me about 50. Took me about 12, because I missed some things in levels. But same or similar. There's tons of secrets to find, Zard. That's that's the whole thing. There's so much shit. There's so much shit. 
every single level has like 11 or uh, 10 or 11 collectibles that all have unique parameters to get but none of them are that's the thing none of them are like difficult like it's simple stuff but like it makes you feel like you're doing a lot in each level it's like little achievements per se this game like some stuff is so fucking simple that I don't get how they didn't think of it when they were originally designing 3D Kirby on GameCube. Like, like no, like that's even... no, you can't, you can't be saying that stuff because like that's on, the only reason it looks simple is because of like so many like so much time polishing it. That's why like when you see something polished so much, you're like, oh, this looks so simple, but like actually making that happen or like actually doing that, it takes so long and it's not simple. I meant on the surface it's simple, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I get, like, yeah. That's what I to meant. Make is... it to, to make it to the point of, like, it just, you're looking at it, it's like, oh, it's simple, and you, like, kind of, like, overlook it. That's That takes so much time. But you know what I mean. It takes a lot of work to make something genuinely look simple. Most yes, of the time. But you weren't even seeing that. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, like, it, it doesn't, like, I guess the whole thing is that it looks simple, but it doesn't look low effort. It looks, yeah, it just, I guess that's just the polished. Yes. Hey, Bronto, I know this is random. Was that one tornado mini-boss in Return to Dreamland? The bird? Which one? Florina. Or is she a new one? Is she a new mini-boss? about the tornado one? Yes, that's, I just said the, the tornado one. That one's one. new. Oh, okay. Thank you. I think you stepped away for a brief second, though, but uh, I don't know if you actually heard what I said, though, but I was saying, um, and I know Steven already gave his response to this, though, but I know there's like a super easy mode, an easy mode, and uh, and technically what's considered a hard mode, but it doesn't really kind of felt like, it, at least from what I played in the demo mode, but I knew I was going to pick it anyway, because Kirby games aren't incredibly difficult or anything like that, so I'd say, uh, which mode did you play in, and if you played in the wild mode, uh, did you ever die? Uh, I played, yeah, I played the whole game through wild mode and I didn't die, I don't think a single time. I was close to dying like a couple times, but it's just not that difficult. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't really like, like hinder anything. I'm 90% sure enemies do less damage when they're, when you're close to death. Mm, well, not Maybe bosses. that's just me imagining things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. But yeah, it was like... It's nice to see that there's like actually options. Like if you have like a super young child that wants to play the series, like you have like another safety net if they want, or if you could just. Well, and even that's... then, if, even if you don't do that, like you could just like, oh look, it's a wild mode. Like you could just like build their confidence. Like oh look, it's a difficult game, and then like it's just anything. It's positive either way. It's like yeah, even it's if it's like thing. maybe not. Maybe it is not difficult for people that have played games for years as us. Also, accessibility is always a good thing. Like, like you know, like you know, games that are hard are fun and all, but Kirby doesn't need to be hard. Except for the arena. The arena is always hard, and that's what's fun about it. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess at least whenever I do get my hands on the game, I'll probably actually go through and... um. I'll play through the main story mode, but I'll probably be doing some stuff on the side along the way to kind of extend out the, uh, I guess, my play term. Would it? Honestly, it's, well, 
I say that I'll do stuff on the side to extend out my playtime if I was playing by myself, but this very well could be a streamable game series I might do. Yeah, if, I would if say. and whenever, since it only takes about eight to ten hours for the story mode, it very well could be. I don't know. I have to wait and see. Whenever I do get my hands on it, depends on what else I'm playing at the time. But it very well could be. We'll have to wait and see, though. But um, I like how this this whole time we've just been talking about the idea of a 3D Kirby. I was gonna bring up the uh, like the ideas that this game brings are so fucking fun. Mouthful mode was used a lot better than I expected it to be used. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. Like, they always bring, like, yeah, they could see it as, like, one-off gimmicks. It's like, but they use them They use them to the fullest extent that that idea can be. And even if they don't, like, who's stopping them to, like, make it return? Like, it's just, they can make it work. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they ever will do that. I don't think they'll ever bring back, mechan- like, those, like, mechanics or game mechanics. Just because, like, well, that's what I identify as, like, that game it's like oh this is like what's unique to this game like so if you want to experience that just go play that game and then, like Every even with that game. you'll you experience a new like appreciation yeah. to the what they put there that's what i like about the 3ds or that's what i like about the modern like trio of games is you know return the dreamland like Quint- triple the love there's five games yeah. now okay whatever but like okay i here's the here's the great thing about this game like, I, it's 3D, but, like, I would literally still consider it, like, part of that. Like, it has the exact same structure as Planet Robobot and all those games. Literally, like, you know, six or so worlds, seventh world, final boss, five or six levels per world. Like, it's... Kirby is formulaic in all the right ways. Like, don't fix what... don't. Fix what's not broken. Sorry, yeah, and then and that's good too because um with the formulaic stuff because um in the previous titles like the uh, starting from Dreamland Return to Dreamland uh there was like a a pattern of them like remixing their music and putting that in the official soundtrack like of the older games as like references um and then well some of it's really cool like if it's thematic no I know. But I'm saying like that that pattern. If you like playing through those games, it's like it's cool too. And then it was such a diversion for this new game where the entire soundtrack was completely original, just from a side of uh, sparingly used remixes that add more to them because there's not there's there's barely any in the game. Okay. And it, it doesn't it doesn't subtract from the previous like soundtracks either because like oh like well those remixes were good and they like they brought something new and expressed some new ideas with those songs and com- com- compositions, but yeah. with the this new ones like they can show like they're showing that like well we don't need like we don't always need to rely on like the old songs we can still make new songs like we we know what to do like we it's just the music's just too good. <laughs> I know this is gonna sound like I know this is gonna sound like just something a fan is saying when kirby does fan service it doesn't feel like nostalgic pandering it feels like what it should a callback you know because i guess the whole thing kirby doesn't need to rely on fan service kirby isn't only good because of its fan service kirby even in every even in every yeah, that's what i was game, saying this game shows that ideas like even d even shit like ddd being possessed every time i like 
because they bring something cool out of it. Fucking swole DDD. DDD with a fucking axe. Beast mode DDD, which I can I can talk about DDD because he's in the trailer. Like you were talking about the remix thing, Bronto. Even mm-hmm. like even remixes that they've done so many times now, they make amazing. Like the DDD fight theme in this game, not not it's not just a DDD remix. It's the Star Allies DDD remix because Star Allies had like a new theme for DDD, so they brought that theme in. They also made it like more dramatic and build build up the you know. They made that theme more dramatic while the Star Allies version still has its own flair because that one was more fast-paced. Yeah. So I guess It sounds weird. If you can go back to you can go back and listen to Star Allies DDD theme, it's it almost sounds like a fucking training montage type of th- like it sounds like music that would play during a fucking training montage. It's like really really goofy because that, you know, that fucking battle was like you know, it's it's full DDD. I can't take it seriously. While in this game, they give him, like, this really dramatic shit, and it works. Oh, bro. Well, that's the I whole guess point of, that's the Yeah, that was the whole point of, like, Master DDD was taking his theme and putting a fresh new take on it back in Superstar Ultra. Yeah. This, game, this game takes everything that works. I, don't, I cannot think of a single thing in this game that doesn't work, Bronto. What about you? Mm, a single no. fucking thing in this game that doesn't work. I, I, I dare you. No, I don't think so. Nope. Oh, shit. I guess that's basically gonna do it in terms what? of the like, Kirby little stuff like, wrap up. I was gonna say, Zard. I was gonna say, Zard, why do you think this game got so high of reviews? The game literally only didn't get 10 out of 10s because. Maybe it's like people it's don't a like the. Switch game, which, you know, means like. The difficult it's just difficulty and I guess you expect more from a sixty dollar game even though this game isn't padded. Oh yeah, that too. Like this game doesn't it's not padded in any way either. That's another thing. But yeah. Yeah, because I think on Metacritic, Whatever. I think it's like in the low eighties or something like that though. But it, you Surf's, know, it's it's yeah. it's a, it's a game. Yeah. Well either way, it's still almost like Kirby as long as as long as Kirby stays how it is it's good it doesn't need to be this game that's super overrated or like super high reviews it is perfectly fine where it is and i hope they make i hope they make 3d games just like this again add a new gimmick make quality level designs just keep doing this kirby is in its perfect form i love this this is my favorite game of the year so far i don't give a shit elden ring killer all right and i guess on that um note that's basically gonna do it in terms of uh in terms of my podcast for tonight though so uh we went through quite a bit of uh quite a through you know bit of topics Uh, and stuff like that and went through quite a bit of games though although i do want to mention one last thing because this is broke out on twitter just out of nowhere and i wish what now man, if, if the timing of this would have happened in the pop culture segment so help me so apparently the oscars is happening like right now tonight and uh i, I was like one of my friends started buzzing my phone out of nowhere and i was like i was like wait what the heck is going on man i was like Didn't let me check sonic my text two? No, no sonic no. 2 one no it's, no it's not even that it's not even that apparently um, so Will Smith 
walked up on stage and slapped the taste out of uh, Chris Rock's mouth on stage. I was like, wait, what? And I went over here and played the live thing. Will Smith came up on stage. Chris Rock was saying something. I hadn't seen the full context of it, though. But it seemed like he was talking about the dude's wife. He came up on the stage and literally slapped him across the face. I was like, wait, what the heck? Oh, my God. I was like, bro, this dude got something on the Oscars. I was like, bro, I was like, bro, I, I kind of want to hurry up and end this thing. So I just see what they actually said. I just saw the, the motion of it. I was like, holy shoot. And people are going to start making memes and stuff for this on Twitter. <laughs> Like, bro, <laughs> like I saw one from EE who's like a commentator for like Smash Brothers Ultimate and stuff like that. And literally, like, one of his tweets said, uh, Bad Boys 4 looking okay. like it. <laughs> Will, okay, Will, Will, Smith, Will Smith just tweeted, Welp. <laughs> Wait, he just tweeted, Welp? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Okay, I will say, why does Will Smith have an NFT picture, but, like, literally fucking every celebrity has an NFT picture? They got the money for it, I guess, whatever. I feel like like the sad... I don't know. know We're not going to have an NFT discussion. I'm just going to say that it is kind of sad that a lot of celebrities that I do like do this NFT shit. Yeah. Because, you know, they're trying to normalize it. Oh, if this guy I like does it, then I should like it, too. Shit like that. It's awful. Think for yourselves always. The most yeah, important don't. thing, everything. But, but also, Will Smith, I don't know. He's cool and all. He said that thing about rewind time. Remember that? No. He did say that. Rewind time? Well, I guess, yeah. it's, time to, I guess it's time to wind this one down. But, uh, you know what? Uh, special thanks once again for Bronto being my first special guest here on the show. So, thank you for mm-hmm. sharing your Kirby wisdom with me. We didn't talk about the Kirby lore. That'll be a whole nother, like, an hour or two. So We don't uh, need to... <laughs> yeah, we don't need to fucking spend 15 minutes doing... 15 hours doing that. Yeah, so, uh, Bronto, tell the fine folks, uh, where can they find you at? Um, I guess Twitter, but I don't do anything there. <laughs> you do some stuff there. You, you, at least you comment on people's stuff. Yeah, like that okay. one image hacks posted about him throwing you. Yeah, threw me for no reason. He oh, threw it. No, no, he that. did that. He made that image just to prove a point to me, and then I told him to post it online. Alrighty. Oh, are you and saying? Then, oh, you can't do anything, hacks. Yeah, I told him that if he posted it, he'd get Twitter clout. He didn't. Bruh. And then, uh, Steven, tell the fine folks where they can find you at. Um. Maybe eventually on Twitch one day when I stream my world record speedrun of Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Alrighty. And I guess that's basically going to do it for this uh, one episode of Zarkast episode 29. Hard to think. I guess uh, in a couple weeks from now, I'll have my 30th episode. Gosh, I didn't think I'd be doing this thing this long, though. But uh, having fun with the boys over here, though. But that's basically going to do it for this um, episode, though. So you really like this, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that bell. Stay up to date on anything video game related I feel like talking about and discussing for the foreseeable future. If you happen to be one of those people that be watching this via Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or even Amazon Music, uh, make sure to just go ahead and hit the, the like button. Go ahead and share my podcast out. Just let them know that, uh, you know, we're, we're just a few guys over here. Just talking gaming stuff, pop culture stuff, and uh, and I guess some Kirby stuff gaming. here every every now and then, though. 
But that's basically going to do it for this video, though. So uh, remember, y'all, until whatever episode I make next, see y'all.